Uncle can come and take us for to Kevin and Clifford. Thank you, Lulu. All right, <clears throat> we're gonna get our show started today, talking a little bit of college football. We got our uh, conference championship set. There's one actually playing right now, Oregon and Washington, and they ain't looking good for Oregon currently. It's uh, 20 to three in yeah. favor of Washington. Yeah, and about a minute and a half left in the uh, first quarter, or second quarter, sorry, before half. So ain't looking too good for Oregon, is it? Yeah, I mean, I watched this game um, from the beginning, and what I saw was that Oregon's offense wasn't really getting going. You know, Bo Nix had a tough time um, going uh, on Oregon's first drive. And uh, that Oregon defense just just could not stop Washington. You know, they had, um, they had lots of opportunities to um, sack Michael Penix Jr., but he mm -hmm. just found a way to avoid it. Honestly, from what I've seen, they haven't really been able to get to him. Well, he's been he's see. gone untouched so far. Yeah. yeah, they've only got one sack on them, which uh was in the first quarter, but yeah, I mean uh Oregon's defense hasn't really been that good against Washington. So I mean, this is one of the games yeah. that affects the playoff, right? Because Washington's yeah. the only three team in the country. If they hold serve and beat Oregon, they're in the playoff. Yeah. So that seals yeah, one one seat right there. So uh right now they're doing good, but they still got a whole half left to play, so we'll see what happens there. Right now, Washington looks good. Looks like they're going to win that game. Yep. They keep doing what they're doing. Let's talk about some of the other games that <coughs> have a lot on the line, right? Yep. So Oklahoma State, Texas really, I mean, if Texas wins this, if somebody loses, they probably put themselves in a position to maybe get in the playoff depending on – what happens with the other four games, and honestly, at this point, this game really has no meaning, the Big 12 championship, because chaos would have to... It means something to Texas if chaos happens, right? Let's yeah. say Oregon comes back and beats Washington, and then let's say that... Uh, we'll get to another game here in just a second, but let's say one of the other two... One of the other three lose, uh, Georgia, Michigan, or, or Florida State, that would open a spot for Texas more than likely, right? If uh, yeah. Oregon beat Washington, so... Yeah. Um, um, right now, the game is meaningless, but it could mean something later, depending on the results of the other games. So the first game that is going to have a huge impact, other than the Washington Oregon game being played right now, is the Georgia Alabama game. If Alabama beats Georgia, you're we're, that's going to cause some chaos, right? Because now yeah. you open the door for a one lost team to maybe get in. Yeah, I'd say, like, if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon would go in. If uh, Bama beats Georgia, um, that might open the hole for Ohio State as well. That might so, open the so hole right for now, Texas. Well, well so I'm going to go over some scenarios teams. in a minute. But I, I, I understand what you're saying, and you're right. Um, that could happen, but let's let's – Talk about the games first, and then we'll go over some scenarios after we talk about these games, right? Good. So next game that has some huge meaning here is Michigan-Iowa, right? Michigan has to beat Iowa in their end, but if they lose, that opens the door for maybe an Oregon if they win, or a Texas if they win, or an Alabama if they win, or 
it could open the door for Ohio State to get back in, right? Yeah. Then you have Louisville, Florida State. Florida State doesn't beat Louisville, then they open the door for somebody. So, um, Ohio, right now in the college football rankings, Ohio State is number six. So, if Washington beats Oregon, that would move Ohio State to five. If Georgia lost to Alabama, Ohio State would get in. Yeah, Ohio because State. Alabama is only the number eight team in the country. And Ohio State's six. So, I mean, I could see one where the committee would put, let Alabama jump Ohio State, but I don't know. Um, honestly, I think that's too far of a jump. I think if Alabama beats Georgia, you could see a scenario where the SEC does not get in. And they get left out of this playoff. Yeah, I mean that's that doesn't really happen because the SEC has always had like um, Alabama, sometimes LSU, sometimes Georgia in Last the playoff. Last couple years has been yeah. Georgia. Yeah, and um, I mean the SEC usually doesn't ha- usually has at least one or more teams in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. SEC doesn't get a team in the playoff this year. I mean that might so that's gonna be weird. This is the last year of the fourteen playoff too. Next year it, it expands to twelve. Yeah. Um. So you have um, Washington here, or Oregon just scored before the half. It's now twenty to ten. Yep. So that's shaping up to be a really good game at the half. So yeah, um, Oregon does receive the second half kick, so Oregon will have a chance to oh, make it a no three point game. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, Washington got the yeah Washington got the ball first, so Oregon will, will have a chance uh, at the third at the start of the third quarter to try to make this three point game. Here's my predictions, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you my predictions who I think is going to get into the playoff. So my prediction for the Oregon Washington game is I think that's going to be a very close game. I think Washington pulls it out again because they feel like they have something to prove. And I think that they win it on a field goal again and beat Oregon uh, by a field goal. I think Washington wins out and gets in the playoff. Georgia-Alabama. I think this is going to be more competitive than people think it is. But I think that I like Carson Beck more than I do... Joe Milrow as far as um, their progression in the season. I think Carson Beck is at a different level, and I think he does just enough to win this game. And I think Georgia wins the SEC championship, and I think they get in the playoff. Michigan-Iowa, I think that the Michigan-Iowa is going to be a defensive-oriented team. I honestly think Michigan is going to keep this very vanilla because I think they feel like they can win this game by just being themselves and shoving it down Iowa's throat. I don't think you're going to see a lot of trick plays here. I think they're going to go right at Iowa because they feel like they're better. I think Michigan wins. Um, I think they end up pulling away in the second half. I think they'll win by two touchdowns just because I think this is going to be an old-school defensive ground and pound type game and I just think Michigan pulls away with two touchdowns at the end and wins the Big Ten Championship and Michigan gets in. Here's the tricky one for me. Louisville and Florida State. Florida State lost Jordan Travis for the season. 
And they have their backup in. He's done okay. But he's about to face a local team. I know they lost to Kentucky last week, but that local team's still pretty tough. Yeah. Um, they beat Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, I think Louisville could cause some chaos here. And I think that they could... Uh, I think they're. I think Louisville pulls it out here and beats Florida State. But here's the kicker for this: Louisville is a two-loss team, so even if they win the ACC championship and beat Florida State, they're not in. Which means you just open the door for either. If Oregon loses, they'll drop down below Ohio State. Ohio State yeah. will move up to five. Um, if Alabama loses, they'll drop. Texas will move up. And so here's the problem you're going to have. The committee's going to have to decide. If Texas beats Oklahoma State, they're going to have to decide who's better. An Ohio State team who beat Notre Dame and... Uh, beat Penn State. They beat Penn State, who Penn State is a top 10 team right now. And <coughs> they played a tough Michigan team at Michigan's house on the road to a six-point loss, which is pretty close, or a Texas team who beat Alabama. You know, they're going to have to decide who's, whose resume is better here, Texas I, or Ohio State. I think it's going to be Ohio State because Ohio State has a higher ranking. They're going to put them at number four. Florida State loses. That's, that's what the committee's going to do, trust me. And that's it's, very possible. Yeah. Very, very possible that they could do that. To, to me, there's no way Texas is getting in. I think Ohio State. If Oregon loses, Florida State loses, Ohio State gets in into that uh, number four spot because you have Oregon, who's ahead of them. If they lose, Ohio State moves up to number five. Mm-hmm. If Florida State loses to Louisville, Ohio State moves up to number four. That'd be the scenario here. And then Texas. Um, so you're thinking if, if if Florida State loses, Ohio State gets into the, they back their way into the playoffs like they did yesterday or yesterday, yeah, last if, year. Yeah. If if Oregon loses, if Oregon. Well, Florida yeah. State or, or, or if if Oregon loses, oh, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I got you. If yeah. Oregon happens to pull out that win, well, I think if Oregon went beats Washington, we're having a whole different conversation anyway. Oh, yeah. And I think Oregon then, gets in. Yeah, because then Oregon will probably get they're that. number five right now. So yeah. if they beat Washington, Washington drops out of the top four, Oregon goes into the top four. Yeah, Oregon's above Oregon, Ohio State currently. Yeah, so, Oregon would probably go to number three. And yes. then Ohio State number four. That they, no, 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 no. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. If, 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 yeah. Lil, if Florida State lost, then yes, you are correct. I think you're right. Oregon and Ohio State would get in. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, both of those two teams, if Washington and Florida State both lose, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, Oregon so and Ohio see. State both get in, yes. Yes, yep. so I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to do what I'm, what Washington I'm saying is if Florida at, State to, to, wins, but uh, Oregon loses to Washington, or I'm sorry, if Oregon loses to Washington but and Florida State loses to Louisville, my guess is Ohio State's the next team in because they'll, they're number six now. That would move them up to five. If Oregon lost, or I mean if Florida State loses, I think that moves them up to four. You see what I'm saying? I think they yeah. move them up two, two slots. Um, I do see a scenario where they could move Texas above Ohio State. 
I don't think that would be the right move, but I could see that. Because to be honest with you, the way that Ohio State played Michigan at Michigan, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Michigan fan, but I think Ohio State is one of the top four teams in the country. Um, I honestly think they are. They're tough. They played Michigan tough. Michigan did not just run over them. It was a tight game all the way to the end, and that game was decided by two turnovers, as was ultimately what decided that game, two turnovers and a missed field goal. I say Ohio State's a top five team, maybe a top ten team, but top five for sure. Um, okay. I got to say, there, I do see a scenario where Texas jumps over Ohio State, but um, there's – um, for, for me, I don't think that'd be the right move. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I don't think that'd be the right move uh, for the committee to do that because Texas, you got Texas at number seven, Ohio State number six. If Oregon loses and Florida State loses, Ohio State number four, um, Washington will probably drop down to number five. Texas go up to number six, and then the rest just might change a little bit. I don't think the rest will yeah. change that much. Um, but yeah, I agree yeah, with I... you. Those are the, the four games that matter the most, though, is Oregon-Washington, uh, Oklahoma State and Texas, Georgia-Alabama, Michigan-Iowa, and Louisville in Florida State. Um, my favorite game out of all these would be uh, you're probably going to be surprised, but I think it's going to be Florida State and Louisville for me. I agree. Because, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, because you see, Florida State doesn't have Jordan Travis. And, um, well, in our, in our last episode, well, remember, before the season, I told you that game they played um, against Florida, you know, they really stepped up. Like Florida got on them quick, and their, their backup quarterback wasn't really um, clicking with the the starting wide receivers or the the lot you know the offensive line, but once he got into rhythm with them, uh, it it was lights out after that. Like he he was all over it. Um, they played really tough, uh, so I, I I think Florida State has a chance to beat Louisville and get in. Absolutely, and I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think it's gonna come down to the last possession. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Thank you, right? It could be a really it's gonna um, be a really good game. Yeah, but my. Take for Florida State Louisville. I think Louisville's gonna win. Louisville, uh, think so? really good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Florida State, their backup QB, he's a game time decision, so they're gonna have to go to the third string maybe. So that's Wait, gonna. Wait, what? Say it again. Florida State's backup QB is a game time decision. He is. Did yeah. he get hurt in the last game? I have no idea. I don't think he did. Are you sure? Because Florida yeah, State's sure. favored by one and a half. Yeah, I'm sure. Really? Yeah, he's a game-time decision. Hmm. Okay. That changes things if he ain't playing. You're right. Yeah. I'd... But a backup QB, that definitely changes things. Yeah. That's, that's going to really... Yeah, he's <clears throat> in... Yeah, he's in doubt for the ACC title game. I think he'll play. Unless that dude's leg is broken, I'm pretty sure he'll play. Whatever's wrong with him... He'll get over it by tomorrow. You don't pass up an opportunity like that. It's true. He'll he'll be there. 
Mm-hmm, I mean. All right. Um, that's uh, that's kind of how I see the, uh, the college football from. I'm excited to watch the games. I'm definitely gonna be catching that. Uh, I'm gonna, as soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna finish watching that Oregon Washington game. Um, definitely gonna check in on that uh, Oklahoma State Texas game. I'm gonna check in on that Alabama Georgia game. And then, uh, unfortunately for Louisville Florida State, I'll be watching my nightcap with Michigan Iowa for obvious reasons. Um, we'll be watching that one, but uh, yeah, I'll probably but... check in on the Louisville Florida State game as I can, but um, definitely watching my boys take on Iowa. Hope they don't overlook Iowa. That's the biggest thing that I can see happening to them in that game is just overlooking Iowa. Because Iowa is a team that you do not want to take lightly. Um, they have a great defense. I know they're missing their best defensive player in Cooper DeGene, but um, they're still stacked on that defense. Those players play tough. They play with a lot of heart and a lot of grit, which is a testament to that Iowa team and the way that, that they are, the culture that they have, and their defensive coordinator. Um, he's definitely one of the best defense coordinators in the land. He always is. He always has that Iowa defense, top notch, top ten in the country. Matter of fact, I believe they are the number one defense in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, they are the number one defense, but their offense just is just terrible. It is, but so that that's how they win games. Their defense stifles other teams' offenses, and then they're opportunistic on defense. That's how they win games. And they give their offense short field, and they, they, they play the punting game. They play field position, right? They punt, and their punter is outstanding. I actually saw a stat. Their punter has like 3,800 yards punting, and their offense has a total of 3,000 yards. So their punter actually has more punting yards than their offense does, <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. But they're ten and two, and that's how they win games. They play field position, and, and eventually they wear down the other team, and they either get a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown, and they win the game. That is how they win games. That is the Iowa way. Um, I just want to tell you that their games, uh, total points, um, that they average in games is like seventeen points. Game. That's what I'm saying. They For the win. last seven games. They, they win off of that defense. It's not the offense. It's the defense. Yeah. They win with defense. Why? That's why? the way they've always um, been under Kirk Ferentz. They've never, yeah, they've never uh, really been an offensive juggernaut. They've always been, you know, defense. Why? Um, last seven games, teams have been averaging like 15 points per game. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. I mean, but I'm checking the last seven games here. Iowa's defense has been great. Like, they only allowed six points against Wisconsin. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, they win with defense. And then they, again, as they wear you down, a punt return or a kick return or they get a short field and they punch it in with the run, like that's how they've been winning games. At the end of the game, fourth quarter, they wear you down with their defense and they, they get a, a special teams play or they get a short field where they score a touchdown and they win the game. That's how they've been winning games. 
I so mean, that's I, true, their what, defense. What I would say is, is the way that Michigan wins that game is they get on them fast. They get a couple of uh, maybe explosive plays where they can get behind, get behind the defense and score. And if you bury them, they're not a team. The way that they play by you know playing that tough, grinded out defense and scoring on a special team here or a short field, if you bury them, they're not a team that's built to come back from a deficit, especially not a large one. So if you go up twenty-one to nothing or twenty-one to three, you're going to win that game. That's all you need. Iowa will not catch you at that point. And that's how you beat them. You have to get on them fast and, and bury them in points. Because um, they're not built the, to come back. Mm-hmm. The total punt yards Iowa has this season is 3,803. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> they have total, more punt yards than offensive. Then they punts. have 2,968 offensive yeah. yards. <laughs> I told you. Yards of the season. I told you. They have like... <laughs> Almost a thousand more punt yards and I told you. <laughs> offensive yards. That's how they win games is with defense. And and they play field position. They literally play field position. Old school field position. Yeah. Um, That's how they win. Yeah, but they that win. That is the Iowa way, sir. That's why when Kay McNamara did that interview and said, you know, oh yeah, uh, Kirk Franks told me that, you know, they're going to open up the offense for me and blah 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 I'm like have you seen Iowa on offense they do not play a spread they do not open it up they're old school pound 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 and there's nothing wrong with this but pound that ball pound that ball pound that ball field position field position and then they get a special teams or, or they wear you down so much that your defensive line starts giving and they get a you know rushing touchdown or something of that nature right or they get a short pass for a touchdown that's how they win games. They wear you down. That's always been the Iowa way. And as long as Kirk Ferentz, the Ferentz, the most tenured coach in the Big Ten is at Iowa, that's the way that they will be. I don't care who he gets in as an offensive coordinator. That is his way. And that's how he wins games. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because they're traditionally a 10-win team. 8-10 win team. It works for them. Um, that's true. Last time Iowa played Michigan in the um, Big Ten Championship game, I believe they were... Yeah, Michigan buried them fast. Yeah. And they're not a team that's built to come back. So once Michigan started burying them, they couldn't do anything because they're not an explosive team. They don't get explosive plays on the field, right? That's what I'm saying. Like They don't have a wide-open offense. So if you get on them fast and bury them in points... You're going to win that game because there's no way they'll catch up to you. I'm pretty sure that Michigan was 11-1 then and Iowa was like 10-2. That so, is true, yeah. yes. Last year, I forgot Iowa's record, but yeah. Um, pretty sure they won eight or nine games. Yeah, I think they won like 10 that season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've they've been more of a 10-9, 8-win eight win team because of their defense and their offense. Um mm-hmm. He pound the ball downfield, and the special teams this season has just been great, yeah. uh, especially the punting with how many punt yards they put up. So it's a field position. He plays the field position yeah. game. That, that's what Kirk Parents does. He plays the old-school field position game. He moves the ball the best he can. He gets, you know, fourth and short, and then he'll punt it. He'll 
on it and pin you back like at, at, at the 20 or the 10, you know, inside that line. And then he lets his defense pin it to your spot. And he trusts his defense to hold you. So, I want to transition over to the NBA here for a few minutes. So, I want to talk about the Orlando Magic. They are now on a nine-game win streak, which is the best active win streak in the NBA currently. They just won their ninth game tonight against the Wizards. They are now 14-5. and five. I, the, Right now, the Orlando Magic, if they continue to play the way they're playing, they're going to be one of the best teams in the East. Right now, they are. Yeah. Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro have really blossomed, but their teammates have stepped up this year. Um, Jalen Suggs has stepped up. He's looked a lot better. The um, uh, great or uh, Anthony off the bench has looked better. He's look, he's been huge for six men. Mo Wagner has been huge for them off the bench. Uh, yep. Like they Cole Anthony is who I was trying to think of. They are um, playing outstanding right now, and they're playing tough defense. They're really playing a tough defense. So. They're playing both ends of the floor. Orlando looks really, really good right now. Um, They're yeah, a yeah, really I good just, story in the NBA this year. Yeah, like I tonight, just, Franz Wagner had 31 points, 8 assists, um, 7 rebounds. And Bancaro had 28 points, 7 assists, 13 rebounds. Suggs had 15 points. And then uh, Mo Wagner had 18 off the bench. Gary Harris had eight. Cole Anthony had a down night tonight. He had four off the bench. But, I mean, man, their bench. Joe Ingles had 14 points off the bench and seven assists. Like, man, they're really stepping up. Their bench is stepping up. Orlando's good. They're going to yeah, surprise some people I, this year. Yeah, I just want to say that Franz Wagner has had 30 points or more in the last three games he's played. Against mm. the Hornets, the Wizards, and then tonight, the Wizards again. Very nice. He's averaging... Uh, 20.2 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, and 3.2 assists. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they're number two right now in the East, only behind um, Boston by one game. Boston's 14-4. and four. Magic are now 13-5. and five. The Milwaukee Bucks are right behind them at 13-6. and six. The Sixers are 12-6. and six. They're about to be 12-7 and seven here in a few minutes because Boston is beating them currently. The Knicks are eleven and seven, and the Heat are eleven and eight. So, um, well, I know Magic are one of the top teams in the East. Who saw that coming, right? But who saw the Magic being one of the top teams in the East? I mean, no one, probably no one. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But they look good. They look real good. Yeah, they do look really good. The other team I want to call it is Minnesota Timberwolves, right? They got Rudy Gobert in that trade. Uh, they already had uh, Towns and Edwards in the Edwards. Man, they're 14-4 and four right now, and they're leading the West. They're, like, they're going to be a problem in the West and a good team in the playoffs. Then you have the defending champ Nuggets at 13-6. and six. Uh, The Thunder at 12-6. and six. The Thunder have been killing it. The Mavericks at 11-6. and six. The Suns at 11-7. and seven. The Kings at 10-7. and seven. The Lakers eleven and nine, and the Pelicans at ten and nine. I think they're that's 
Some pretty good teams there. Looks NBA starting to shape up. They're in full swing now. Uh, but man, Orlando Magic and the Minnesota Timberwolves are surprising some people right now. And both of them are going to be a problem. Matter of fact, the Timberwolves have the same record as the Celtics. So those are the top two teams in the NBA right now with the Magic uh, right behind them. Yep. I mean, that's. With the second best record in the, all in the league. You got the Celtics and the Timberwolves who are tied for the best record in the NBA with the Magic tied for second, or the Magic in second place at 13 to 5. And everybody else is behind them. So that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty awesome right there. For those yeah. two teams. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, no one really expected the Magic to no. uh, be number two mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. And be on a nine-game winning streak, and they're nine and one in their last ten. <coughs> They've been nine and one in their last ten. It's yeah, crazy. No, that's, uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. Nine and one, last in their last ten. If you'd ask me at the beginning of the year if I thought the Magic would have the second best record in the league, I would have said no way. They might be a playoff team, but you know where they have the second best record. Man, they have the second best record in the NBA right now. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And the Timberwolves, you asked me if I thought they'd have the best record in the West. A quarter of the way through the season, I told you, no. But they do. So, an interesting. Lot yeah. Of up there. Yep, that's, that's kind of interesting for me. Uh, I really think that is. You know, at the Magic or... Celtics end up beating the Sixers, so... Yep, so that means the Celtics are up by one game, I believe. Yep, still up by one game. Yep, so they're number one in the NBA by uh, Timberwolves right behind them. Then then next comes the Magic right Mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, that's kind of surprising for the Timberwolves and the Magic to be the top to be one of the top three teams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of impressive. I I think the Thunder have uh, finally, after the whole saga that started with James Harden and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, man, they've bounced back nicely. That's a very, very well-ran um, uh, team right there because they're back in the playoff line too. And, you know, they're right up there. Yeah, um, tonight the... Tonight the they beat the 70, Lakers last yeah, night. Yeah, forty by like forty four points. That's mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah tough game to watch. But the seventy sixers were without Joel Embiid, and I'm pretty sure they did not have um, Tyrese Maxey with them. Okay, I don't believe. Yeah, check. Nope. You were correct. Yeah, they did not have Tyrese Maxey or Joel Embiid. So, mm, that makes a difference. Yeah. yeah, so I thought the Celtics would beat them, but I didn't think that the 76ers would really fight back hard mm-hmm. without their two star players. Yeah, I mean, Boston only won. By uh, six points. Yeah. I mean, uh, Philadelphia fought back hard, but Boston just fought back harder. Yeah, Celtics only, Celtics only won 125 to 119, so yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, a close game. Um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's doing. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the the matchup for the Magic. I am fascinated by the Orlando Magic right now. They shot 51 percent from the field, 38 from three point land, um, 78 from the free free throw line. I mean, man. Um. You gotta give it to them. They're they're playing pretty tough right now. I hope they keep it up. I'd like to see them back in the playoffs. I'd like to see the Magic in the playoffs to see what they will turn out to be um, in the playoffs at the end of the season this year. Yep. You know, um, but anything could happen. You know, the Magic could lose and not get into the playoffs. They could have a losing record at the end of the season. Or they could have a winning record. I mean, right now it's it looks like they're going to have a winning record. They're really good. Yep. They're like unstoppable right now. I mean, the Celtics can't beat them. The Milwaukee Bucks can't beat them. Uh, have the Magic even played the 76ers this season? Uh, I'm not sure who they played. You'd have to look at their schedule. Let me see. Who they played? Mm-hmm. Well, they beat the Lakers. Yep. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Nuggets. No, they have not played 76 this they've, season. They've beat several of the top teams in the NBA, apparently. Yeah, so, Magic are for real. They don't play at 76 ers till December 27th. Okay. Okay, so there's still a long way till Magic play the 76 ers so, so, just one so pretty good team left. So, they just tied a franchise record with the win tonight. Um, nine straight wins. Wow, so next they face the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. So, if they beat the Nets, they will set the all-time franchise record with the most. So they beat the Celtics, uh, the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Pacers, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Lakers. So they've beat several top teams. Um, So we'll see how that goes for them. Yeah. Looks like Magic can be really good in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Yeah, Boston's looking pretty good. Yeah. Nuggets are still in there. I know that they've been missing Jamal Murray. Let's see if he's back. Yeah, they've been missing him for a little bit now. I have not really checked his status, though. Um. No, he's still out with his injury. Mm, that's not good. Let me see. Alright. Yep, he's uh he's got an ankle injury thing. I mean, he's been out for a little bit, you know. Yeah, with he has. with his time out, he's only averaged sixteen point three points per game, three uh rebounds per game and seven point three assists per game. Okay. I mean not seven point yes, yeah, seven point three assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so with his time off, his uh, points per game. His stats have been dropping down, so I uh, hope he's back for the Nuggets. I want to see. I want to see the Nuggets uh, play with Jamal Murray uh, against the Magic. 
with Jamal Murray. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, that'll do it for our show for today. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you subscribe and follow. We appreciate everybody who listens to our show. We hope you continue to come back and listen. Again, if you don't like podcasts, you can catch us over on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel where we post all our episodes. Drop the comment, man's take on sports. We hope you guys have a good night. We're excited to watch those uh, college football games tomorrow. Everybody have a good weekend. Good night.